Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday. Welcome back to the Sons of Liberty podcast. My name is Sam Mealy. My name is Hunter Young. And I have the hiccups. <laughs> Today, we are talking about the border crisis, part two. How is it affecting the homeland? So last week, we talked about what is exactly what exactly is happening at the southern border in terms of this, uh, how many people are how many illegal immigrants are actually coming across the southern border? Where are they coming from? What are the demographics that people that are pouring across? Uh, what does it look like on those border states? What parts of the states are the most uh, has the highest influx of illegal immigration? And then also um, talking about the abuse of the actual of the people coming across the border, talking about the cartels and the fentanyl that is pouring across the border. Now, today we are talking how is how are all of those things that are happening at the border affecting the rest of the country? So we'll be getting into the fentanyl crisis. We'll be talking about the hotel crisis. How is it affecting sanctuary um, states that see it as their moral obligation to take in all of these illegal immigrants because, quote, no person is illegal and they don't think crime is an issue or whatever? Places like Massachusetts, where we are, New York City, uh, California, all these sanctuary states. So that's what we're going to be getting into. First of all, we're going to break down the fentanyl crisis. Hunter, you want to do that for us? Yes. So basically, uh, we all have heard the stories in the news. We've heard the statistics. We've heard everything. But I don't think we really know just how bad it is. And I found a statistic here that fentanyl overdose is the leading cause of death for people in America aged 18 to 45. The number one cause... Cause of death. That's crazy. Not gun violence. Not not gun violence. Yeah. Not 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 AR-15s. Not, not even suicide. I would have thought it would have been suicide. Yeah. But no, fentanyl is the the leading cause of death, and obviously this is like fentanyl could be suicide too, whatever. Mm-hmm. But this is a big big issue, and most of the fentanyl is coming from the southern border. This isn't being made in America. It's yes. coming from China. Yeah, chemical. the chemicals are created in China. It's then shipped to Mexico where they are created in actual labs where fentanyl, and then they are put into the fentanyl pills, and then the cartels traffic, them, traffic it across the border. And Often they attach it to women and children uh, to try to just get it across the border and then just re- go find the person that they're the, – the contact in America – one, a, a person who's immigrated illegally prior to them, go find that person, then they'll get the drugs, give, and then they'll start dealing it out. And I was reading, too, that this the stuff that China is making is pure. They're cooking up that Walter White stuff over there in China. It's like 90% accurate. It's like they're, they've got their best cooks on it over there. And I read that it's 50 to 100 times more potent than morphine. That's insane. So this is no... No uh, Tylenol that we're dealing with out here. So, I you you've seen like the the stories on the news of police officers who even just come into contact with a grain of sand size a level fentanyl. of yeah. fentanyl, and boom, dead. It's 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 ridiculous. Yeah, and I can't remember the exact number, but the amount of fentanyl that you actually need to ingest in order to die of an overdose is. Almost, it's, it feels like it's almost microscopic. It's like the the amount on the tip of a needle. Like it's right. insane. Yeah, how much? Like the amount of fentanyl that has been imported into America could kill 
every single American. That is how much fentanyl is in America, and more so. Like, yeah, because not even. such a little amount can kill you. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's uh, so the actual numbers are seventy thousand in twenty twenty one and seventy five thousand in twenty twenty two, and we've already passed the seventy five thousand number. So, in what are you t- we're talking about? Deaths. Deaths. Yeah. Yeah. So seventy thousand deaths in twenty twenty one. 75 and 75k in 2022 and we're already we've already passed 75k in 2023 yeah that's so almost it's 100, going it's going up and America. what do you know America. the border is more yeah. open every day i wonder if that's a a coincidence or not i don't think so yeah well i mean Merrick garland did go down to the border and close it up oh, i can't remember where i was hearing this but Merrick garland uh no no i'm sorry not Merrick garland was it mayorkas Whoever is in charge of the border, I think it's Alejandro Mayorkas. Yeah. Uh, he he went down to the border and they and border patrol pleaded with him to actually finish the wall, like because he's like, sir, we need we need something. So uh, because he had been pleading with Mayorkas to come down and see the crisis, he finally did, and Mayorkas agreed to build a little bit more of the wall, but he didn't use the materials that were already there because that was quote Trump's wall. Cause there was tens of millions of dollars in, uh, in equipment or not equipment, but in uh, resources already at the wall to build more. But when Biden administration, you know, came into office, they shut it down and they just have been sitting there for a few years now. So <laughs> Mayorkas just for the political, I don't know, look just so it didn't look like, Oh, we're, they Biden builds Trump's wall. He just didn't want the bad headline. He imported new materials to then build the wall, and that's that Trump. Those Trump's Trump's materials are still sitting there. Like that's how petty it is. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. The, the worst part is, is that these are people. You can look at the statistics, but they've done it, and it's it's crazy that these people just don't care. Yeah, it like, seems like planned um, planned annihilation. Uh, but you like, look at this too. You look at the numbers. Deaths from fentanyl in 20, 2015 were 9,500 in 2015. In America? In America. Okay, in America. We're at 75,000, 75,000, 80, now. That's crazy. That's eight times in a matter of eight years. Yep. That is concerning. And in, even in 2020, 2019, it was 36,000 in 2019. So we've doubled in, in three years. Mm. That is absurd numbers that we're looking at that we're dealing with here and you couple that there's so many different issues that americans have you don't need this fentanyl issue on top of it we have hundreds of thousands of overdoses a year you don't need fentanyl added to the equation we have a mental health crisis in the united states and this is just adding fuel to the fire because it's so easy to die you have people that it's their first time taking pills boom they're overdosed they're dead yeah so this is evil. This is Mexico knows it. They're profiting off of it. China knows it. China hates America. Why do you think they're sending fentanyl to Mexico? Why else would why else would China do it other than their hatred for America? They know they know Mexico. They don't care about if Mexico uh, if Mexicans are dying. They yeah. want Americans dead because they. Yeah, no. in, in my theory, China wants America because China is, of course, like they're infiltrating America from the inside. They have been doing so for the past 20 to 30 years, more, more 20 years or so. But they know they want our land. They don't want our people. Yeah. 
I think it's as simple as that. I don't think that's a conspiracy theory. Wars and infiltrations have been happening in governments for all of history. It's not a conspiracy theory. We in the West, we have this utopianistic utopianist mindset, like everything everybody's everybody wants the good of everybody else desires the best for their own people it's not true china is not a western nation they don't they don't think they don't operate like a western country they don't abide by the law of nations they they are they're hedonistic they live for themselves and they want to destroy america because they want our resources like the the natural resources that we've been given by god is just insane and the fact that we don't tap into it ourselves is a travesty. I mean, we we were energy independent. We are no longer. I'm getting off track, but I'm I'm just trying to I'm just trying to um, posture China, like get everybody to realize how big of a deal China actually is, and how big in of, our war in in trying to create a war with and us, and how the border being open is giving China ground. So much ground yes. in this war. How do we know that they're not sending military aged Chinese men across the border? How do we know that? I don't have statistics to back that up. I'm, I'm only I'm extrapolating a theory to its logical conclusion, but that's what happens when you do don't know? know. Yeah, when you have no border, you don't know what's coming across. Yeah, the so, only reason we have numbers of apprehensions is because those are the people that were caught. I wonder how many more hundreds of thousands of people weren't caught and just walked across the border and just into America. Like it's it's a it's a long stretch of land. I guarantee you, there are many many people who got past past border patrol and all the everybody. The all these numbers we gave on part one on Monday, those are just the apprehensions, right? And it's still millions. It's yeah. crazy. And you look at it, you look at it in Massachusetts too, taking it back to a sanctuary state that says it's important that we allow eagle uh, eagles, <laughs> illegal illegal. If there were eagles, we would want them here, but um, illegal immigrants. It's important for us to, to be kind to them and to help them and to make sure that the, that we can have a safe space for them. But Massachusetts hit a record this year, or in 2022, 2,357 overdose, overdose deaths in 2022. Mm. And it's doubled in the last 10 years again. And 90% of these overdoses are fentanyl involved so in our in our own state where we're from in massachusetts we're a sanctuary state and we view it the more healy administration views it as the best thing to allow more illegal immigrants and to support the border crisis they're they're supporting it by allowing it yeah so um all of these solutions seems like are, are just band-aids on an underlying issue it doesn't seem like i'm going to repeat myself but it it feels like planned annihilation like we are, we are, it's, it feels like going to hell in a handbasket. It's, it's, we're trying to make it as comfortable as possible for the most amount of people, but yet we're still plummeting down. We're still in a downward traje- trajectory. Yeah. Like every, it just seems like we're trying to make the fall a little more cushioned. That's what it feels like. It do, nobody is solving this problem. I mean, Maura Healy just asked for a federal solution after months of giving free aid to these illegal immigrants coming to Massachusetts. It's by not enforcing the law. By not enforcing the law and deporting these people. Like, why not? Like, why can't a state take the law into its own hands when the federal government refuses to do its job? Why can't a coalition of states do that? 
They can. Why, why have these red states not done that? I mean, people got mad at Ron DeSantis for sending migrants to Martha's Vineyard, which I thought was awesome, by the way. I'm in Cape Cod. All those migrants actually came to Cape Cod. They went to Martha's Vineyard, and then everybody in Martha's Vineyard who who used to be woke were like, oh, we don't want these people here, and they sent them off to Cape Cod. Yeah, they don't actually like, care. It's I, the... I, I love it. Like, it's good. But yeah. why is it that Ron DeSantis gets demonized for that? He's just protecting his people. He didn't. He didn't kidnap these people. They they all signed consent forms before getting on the plane. But this but, is the issue when the federal government doesn't do, do their job. Yeah, is you pin states against each other because each governor is logically going to look out for their own state because yeah, they should. Not only do they want to get reelected and they don't want to piss off the people in their own state, which I don't know how more he got sixty whatever percent of the vote. Voter out. Come on, guys. Come on. It's ridiculous. Come Get on. her out of here. Get no more here. sanctuary state. This is stupid. But again, you're pinning states against each other, and you're you're playing this. You're causing this game all because the Biden administration won't enforce the lo- the laws that are already on the books. Yeah. And so, we have this issue. It's it's a snowball effect. It's one thing, and then it's another thing, and then it's another thing, and then it's another thing, and and now we have this issue affecting basically every area of our lives because it's a people issue when you have. Mo people, you got mo problems, and especially when you don't know who these people are, they don't have Western values, they don't have Christianity, they don't. Oh, some of them probably do have Christianity coming from, or they come from. South America is pretty Christianized, but good job missionaries. Um, but anyway, but they're not. They don't have an idea of the way structured societies are supposed to work. Yeah, and you you bring chaos chaos into a country that's already in chaos and what do you know you breed more chaos breed more chaos and the seizures at the mexican u.s border have apparently increased the fentanyl seizures have increased by 164 percent yeah from From in the last two years in the last two years and then seizures in 2023 of um what do we got here 21,000 pounds of fentanyl is that what this is talking about here yeah oh my gosh dude 14 and then um because last year's it was like 14,000 pounds of fentanyl. That's literally a ton of fentanyl. This could kill... Um, anyway, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> it could kill the entire population of the United yeah, States. Yeah, that's not very funny. It's it's insane. Oh, my gosh. Why? Why are we letting this happen? And it's causing uh, it's causing more of a homeless crisis. I mean, in of 2022, I think it was a uh, the annual... Uh, the, pit, the pit count... Uh, which is an organization that that does a bunch of home uh, work with the homeless across, I believe across across the nation. This, their statistic is that we have 582,000 homeless people in America right now. I wonder how many of those people are actually directly caused by this border crisis. I mean, how many of these people just come and then don't get don't get deported? But now this this brings up the question. Well, if, if you're a more Healy supporter or if you're, you know, a sanctuary state, you say, well, we don't want these people to be homeless, so we have to give them shelter. What, what would you say to that? Do you – but I don't I, – because I don't think you're backed into a quarter. I don't think it's an either-or situation. I don't think you have to either house them or let them, you know, defecate on the street and kill our people in, in the street because they're not assimilated into our culture. Like, I, I think there can be a third option. What do you think about that? How- how about send them home? How about that? That's do you think the states can do that though? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm down. I think a state has a responsibility when it, when this is the lesser magistrate principle. If we want to get on yeah, go for nerdy it. Go and technical for it. with it, but when the the way the U.S. is set up is 
bottom-up government. It's not just one national government over all the states. Yeah. It's a union of many states. So when something goes wrong at the federal level, at the national level, we have ways to, to stop it. And this is John Calvin, uh, the great theologian, according to Protestants, um, some Protestants. <laughs> but he had a doctrine called the Lesser Magistrate, and it's the principle that Jesus was the one who is steps in between us and God, allow, allowing us to have a proper relationship with God. In the same way, a governor of a state can step in and enforce the law that the national government is not enforcing to protect the people. Hmm. Okay. So it's the same sort of flow of power. And the founders knew this. They studied Calvin and they studied the, these things because they knew that if, if power was centralized too much in one person, in one part of government, that it would be bound to fail in certain areas. Mm. So now when you have this, we'll bring it back to today, the federal government is failing to enforce the law that's already on the books. So lesser magistrate prin principle in this case would be the states take over that responsibility that the federal government has failed to do to protect the person that they're rep representing and enforce the actual laws that are already on the books. So at the end of the day, it's the people that rule. Right. Okay. So it's, it's bottom up. It's bottom up because in the, that's the, the lower... The lower magistrate. The lower magistrate that steps in and takes the place of the person mm -hmm. to represent them and say, no, this is wrong. This is illegal. This is illegal. You can't do these kinds of things. Mm. So I think applying that principle that our founders studied and knew, 100% the states should take it upon themselves and write a declaration to the federal government saying, you can say all, all you want about the legality and about the constitutional precedent, but you have disobeyed the law. So I have no other choice but to protect the residents of my state and go against what you may consider the, the law or what the courts may consider the law. Because over and over again, you have uh, consistently rejected the people you represent. Mm -hmm. And I won't stand for that as a representative of the people. Do you think a state would be able to do that uh, as by itself? Or do you think there, there would need to be I a coalition of I think they could. It would be more powerful if they did a coalition of states. Because people would be able to see that it's not just... It would, wouldn't leave one person on an island. Mm -hmm. On an island. It would be harder to fight back against it. And I think... Yeah. yeah, I think if one state actually had the courage to do it, a bunch of other states would come along with it. Like if Florida started, it said that. Yeah. I think Texas might jump in eventually. Uh, other other red states around the country might might jump in. I mean, uh, maybe I don't know. What what other red states do you think would join? Maybe Louis yeah, Louisiana, Louisiana, Arizona. The, the Carolinas. I don't even think Ar Arizona. I don't think they would. Well, Katie Hobbs is their governor. She's but even a, she sees it now. Maybe she would do it for the insane. votes. But we'll see. <laughs> um but no, Texas would, well, Abbott's kind of soft, but he should. But I mean, he's coming along. It, it would he's be coming slow. Along, but but. He's re I think it would be so powerful. How powerful? I mean, this would be a a dividing issue, yeah. issue, but rightfully so. Yeah. It should be. The truth divides those who don't believe in the truth from those who do. And it's important to have borders. Borders are very biblical. Um. Yeah, God. even heaven has borders. <laughs> oh, <laughs> got him. There ain't open borders in heaven. Ain't no open border. <laughs> Jesus is the way. Jesus is the green card to heaven. Jesus is the only legal entry port to heaven. <laughs> Amen. We can talk about philosophy and everything, but this philosophy can directly 
directly apply to today because we don't have they say oh we have to wait for trump to get back in but you don't no we don't no we don't yeah. it's eighty thousand people a year are dying we don't have time yeah millions of people it, coming in if you look at it from the obama administration to the trump administration the influx of illegal illegal immigration didn't change much until 2020 it actually went way up in 2019 then dropped in 2020 after trump instituted yeah, Title so 42. even trump didn't so, do it right now i there you know there's arguments oh his bureaucracy wasn't letting him build the wall that's totally what fair if they're not letting I him think, do it but what if they're not letting him do it this time what if what if he gets elected somehow but then he's put in prison because he could be president from prison there's no law against that so uh, theoretically speaking so like uh, the states have to step up and do it but if we wait on a president to do it, if we wait in the federal government to fix this issue as soon as another democrat gets elected it's going to go right back it's going to revert like that's that's why all of passive. these executive orders are just insane because you've got you've got Obama signs a bunch of executive orders really in, uh, creates really bad laws you got Trump that reverses some of the executive orders we get good laws and then you've got Biden re reverses them it's just like this this ping pong going back and forth that nothing ever actually gets done and it everything changes too quickly because the federal government is has there's too much power consolidated in the federal government states need to fulfill their roles ignore the stupid case law that isn't actually constitutional right and do their job protect their people that's why we elected you yeah and the the if you look at the things that if you look at the 10th amendment the states ha have the right the states have a lot more power than they have now than yeah. they think that they have and one of the amendments i'm sorry i just have to go ahead. add this one of the amendments is actually uh that anything that isn't addressed that isn't an expressed enumer enumerated power within the Constitution as being delegated to the federal government, all other things are left to the states. All other things are left yeah, to the states. The Tenth Amendment, the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively, or to the people. Right there. So That's clear. Yeah. It's clear. And if you apply the principle behind this, it's in the same way, if the if the federal government is not doing their job you would it would be assumed that the states should take over that job yeah i mean if, yeah. if you just if we use our brains here instead of all this legal gobbledygook that isn't even real law yeah because what is our law based off of if we're basing our law off of other people over and over over again who fallible are wrong we as christians we know that humans are naturally fallible if we're basing it off of that then we're going to be wrong. No wonder why we have a, a screwed up mess we have now. Mm -hmm. But if we relied on something that's steady and based, the Constitution is not the Bible, but it's based upon biblical principles of bot bottom-up power, then we can solve this issue. But instead, instead we're being idiots and we're being pa passive, weak men as governors. And I, I, don't th I think DeSantis is a, is a man. Oh, yeah. DeSantis is an awesome governor. Yeah. Dude. But take it a step further. Yeah. And but you do realize is that to, to uh, extrapolate on your DeSantis example, before DeSantis, it was Florida was a mess. Yeah, it was not like a, a ruby red state. It it was a mess. Oh my gosh, the 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 voting systems were crazy. I mean, DeSantis won that election by man the the hair of his chinny chin chin. Let me tell you, dude, it was so close. The the election it took days to count the ballots. Uh, the the crime was awful. Like. Florida was a very purple state. It was a swing state, and it was it was expected. Like if you win Florida, you're gonna you might win the election. Now it's it's totally red. DeSantis went in there and he proved that when you govern well, when you punish evil, the people who majority are decent human beings 
are going to reelect you and are going to like you. Yeah, and I think this is good. Crazy thought. It's like all these people are like, oh, he he's he's a DeSantis is a Christo fascist because he's he's banning like these these LGBTQ books in schools. He's not letting self expression not allowing self expression and he's forcing Christianity down everybody's throats. But the states have the right to do that. And then you look at the results. Well, the result was the greatest Republican victory in the history of Florida yeah. is DeSantis's reelection. Obviously the people like it. They're flourishing. The, obviously they're obviously they're down yeah so and maybe we should try that in other places because the states have the right that to we're do getting that. into this because we can talk about the numbers the statistics the policy all we want but it doesn't matter if we don't tackle the ideology beh- behind it because mm-hmm. the ideology behind this is law versus lawlessness it's chaos versus order it's truth versus falsehood and that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with things that are, as a man thinketh, so is he. That's what the Bible says. So these ideas that these that these Marxists, these liberal Democrats have, are that there shouldn't be any borders. And they say, oh, well, that doesn't, that's not really what we believe, but it's playing out. You will know them by their fruits. We're seeing the fruit of this godless ideology. And we need to bring, as Christians, we need to not not just say, oh, what will this policy, what will this policy do? Say, the policies that we're proposing are because of the Bible. My hiccups are getting to me here, but <laughs> are because of the Bible, are because of limited government principles, are because of we need self-government, because we need law, because God is a God of order and a God of law. We need to stop isolating our Christianity from our politics and say, no, the left, you have a religion too. We're allowed to have our religion and we happen to have the correct one. And I'd rather enforce the correct one and the ideology of the correct one over your crap ideology. Look what look at the fruit of that. Look at the fruit of America when it was majority Christian, actual Christian. It's still technically major, majority Christian. But when Christian beliefs permeated the government and permeated the culture, look at the kind of culture we had. We had the most prop we had, we built the most prosperous nation in history history. I think we should go back to that as conservatives. We shouldn't just be playing on their level on their playing field and saying oh let's let's keep moving forward let's keep advancing we have our policies they have theirs this is not an equal battle this is good versus evil yeah we need to treat it as such yeah it's it's a it's an issue we got to address this so how specifically is this playing out in places like massachusetts like New York. So we're going to get into this. How is it actually affecting places in Massachusetts? So I'm going to read from an places, article yeah. from uh, Boston News, and I'm just going to read the, read the excerpt. A change of plans is underway in the state response to the ongoing shelter crisis, as some migrant families are currently living in hotels are set to move into different hotels by the end of the month. With a total of 10 current shelter locations scheduled to close, the plan has drawn mixed reactions. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Let's go down here. Um, okay, so... Basically, let me find. There's a specific statistic on what's actually happening here. Okay, so um, there are. And you look at these. Here, here we go. As of yeah. September 11th, barely two weeks had passed since the migrant crisis arrived in their city of 40,000 people, 10, 10 miles northwest of Boston. Um, oh, where is this? Okay. Massachusetts the o- was the only state with a right-to-shelter law that guarantees families with children a place to stay if they meet certain criteria. This is the New York Times. 
The crisis has been accelerating with more than 80 cities and towns receiving migrants to date. And uh, my, uh, New York City has a similar law that has generate, generated tumult and debate. And that goes f- even further, requiring it to provide shelter to anyone who asks. So you don't even have to meet certain criteria. You can just be like, hey, I just need a place to stay and they'll give it to you free. Um, and this is and it is costing um, hmm, where is it? Forty five million dollars per month. I believe this is talking about New York City. $45 million per month. Yep. Uh, Governor Healy declared a state of emergency on August 8th in a bid for federal help joining, and they joined New York, Chicago, and Washington, D.C., which have taken similar steps. On October, on August 31st, Healy authorized more than 200 National Guard members to assist the more than 2,500 families living in, in hotels, a step meant to address a shortage of social service agencies to help incoming migrants. So all of this, oh, the state is also housing migrants on two college campuses and on a Cape Cod military base, which is 10 minutes from my house, actually. Literally, the, the Otis Air Force Base. The Otis Air Force Base, they're housing migrants on the Cape Cod military base it has op- uh, two welcome centers to process rubs so i can't even go in the military base without uh without going with like a friend who who's in the mil- who's in the military whose parents are in the military i can only get on the military base if, if if i if i as a citizen but if you're a legal alien you can get in the military base on a highly secure air force base i wonder if they're doing if any of those people are sent by foreign governments, and I wonder if they're doing any secret spy operations there. Oh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> we don't oh know. Gosh. We can't. Yeah, this is all com- These are all people coming from the southern border. At one of the centers, actually in Quincy, Quincy, which is south of Boston, uh, most of the nurses and caseworkers are Haitian women. Uh, Haitian. Haitian. My bad. <laughs> are Haitian? Are um, are case for are Haitian Americans who speak Haitian Creole, allowing them to quickly identify needs and brief families on the next steps. Okay. Um, every average of 10 families show up at the center every day and in Boston and its suburbs on Cape Cod and through much of the less populous Western half of the state, the rapid influx has stressed local service agencies and volunteer re- resources and heightened political tensions, even among the state's more liberal leaning officials and residents. Many costs, like hotel fees and meals, are covered by the state, which also plans to reimburse local systems at a rate of $104 per student per day. (laughs) $104 per student per day. What do you think the left's, like, what is their goal? Massachusetts actually has, I don't, we have a surplus in our budget. We do. We do. We have a boatload of money. And we're spending it on illegal... Guys, guys, come on. Like, fix the roads, maybe. But why? Or like, but, like the thing fix is, the infrastructure in Boston, trying to get in and out of Logan Airport. Like, it's it's like it's like hell trying to drive in Boston. You can't even, I can't even, I can't tell you how many times I get lost in Boston. And I live like an hour from there. And yet, we're spending our surplus on, on housing illegal immigrants and giving them $104 a day. But wh- why I'm do you think? I'm not saying we shouldn't help these people. It's really on the church. The church needs to be stepping Amen. up and helping these people. But it did kind of piss me off when when Healy asked faith leaders to start uh, to start housing illegals in their churches directly after Massachusetts asked churches or forced churches to close down. They closed them down, and now they're asking them to house illegal. They want to have like, their cake and eat it too. They know. Oh my god. They know that 
Christians are the ones who are the only ones who can actually solve this problem. This yeah. is the problem when you have governments that try to do charity. Government ch- charity has never worked, will not ever work, and does not work. The government's only job is to provide justice, blind justice. Yeah. Yeah. Lady Justice wears a blindfold, and that is her only job. But why do you think, why is this their big issue? Why is this the hill that the left is dying on, the more he leaves of the world? Why is this a main issue for them to allow illegal immigrants? Why do they care more about illegal immigrants than the residents of their own states that they represent? I don't know, but it's just passive. Like this is what happens when you have a female governor. You just get like they're they're just led by emotions and they the leftist ideology. A but feminist I think it's more ideology. malicious than that. It's got to be more malicious than that because they're it's not actually that passive because they're spending money and they're funneling these people in and they're accepting these people from yes, Florida. They're not having a spine to actually stay. It's not necessarily but they don't women want governors. To. It's not even it, that they don't have a spine. It's that they don't care. But I think they. I think she's overwhelmed by it. She just doesn't want – she's too afraid to actually do anything about it. She knows it's an issue. She knows it's a huge issue with her with the Ameri- with Massachusetts citizens. But, yeah, she's not doing anything about it. All she's doing is, like I keep saying, putting a Band-Aid on the problem. The thing is she lives in her, her however many million-dollar home. Do yeah, you think the governor's she really mansion. cares? Like, real, really? Is this really an issue for her? And the thing is the Democrats have said that they want to make these illegals legal. Do you think that mass il- amnesty? Oh yeah. gosh. Yeah. Do you think that they're going to vote for Democrats or Republicans? Democrats. Yeah. So, I think this is more malicious than we're making it out to be. Yeah. I think that they know the is- issues that they're causing. We'll pause here. They know the issues that they're causing. They just don't care. And they know that it's going to benefit her in the long run because people are going to keep voting Democrat, or at least that's what they think. But this is why we have to stand so hard against this and and call out this issue for what it is. Yeah. And this this is the thing. It's costing Massachusetts $2.7 million a day. Over a billion dollars a year is going to go towards this issue. That's our money. Yeah. They could be giving that back. How about they give it back? How about that? How about they give us our taxes money back? Yeah, it's they ours. Give us our in ta- income tax money back. That's How about that? Our property tax money back. My gosh. So start, stop voting with your emotions, and vote with your wallet, and say, look at look at this money that could be mine that I could actually donate if I want to help illegal immigrants. It would be a lot better if I were to do it myself myself than have the government do it. Yep. So. I, it's it's gross and it's malicious and it's evil what Morahilly has allow, allowed to happen in the state and what the New York City governor has allowed to happen in their state. And they're not innocent. They yeah. don't – this isn't just, oh, we're overwhelmed. This is a planned demolition of our very fabric of society. Yeah. We're going to react to a video of um, Morahilly, uh, one of her officials, uh, asking for help from – People, the people of Massachusetts. Importantly, if you have an extra room or suite in your home, please consider hosting a family. Safe housing and shelter is our most pressing need. Become a sponsor family. You can contact the Brazilian Worker Center for more information on how you can step up if you're willing to have an additional family be part of your family. If you're a local official, a college president, a business owner, or a faith leader, 
with an available building or space in your community, please work with us to offer it as a shelter site. Oh my gosh. Really? Really? I thought you guys all had it under control. I thought I thought it was, you know, no problem. Finally coming to the people. Yeah. We can't figure it out because our crap leftist ideology has left us destroyed and with nowhere else to turn but to our own people for more help. We pay your salaries. Can't you figure this out? I mean, like, wh why, why do we have to pick up this up? We pay you to keep, to keep us safe. We, the entire idea of American government, of government in itself, is that we each, Thomas Paine talks about this in Common Sense, he, it's about we each give up a little bit of our freedom for the collective good so that the government can deal with the things that we don't have the time to deal with. And the thing is, why are you? Why, why is the government? It's basically government forced to charity, because yeah. they're using our taxpayer dollars to support. A, it's it's charity letting these people stay in these housing this housing for free. It's charity, yeah. And it's government enforced charity. How about if the people of Massachusetts want to support these people, let them. Yeah. If well, the churches want to, let them. What would you say to the Christians who are saying, Hunter, you're not being very charitable as a Christian to these illegal aliens, to these, well, they would say to these immigrants, but they're not actually immigrants, but you're not being very charitable to them. Like, aren't you, aren't you supposed to represent Christ and to love everybody? I, I, I reacted to that video and I, and I just absolutely hammered Maura Healy for asking the churches. And I got a bunch of people in the comment. I got someone in the hate, hate comments telling me I don't represent Christ. I'm a fake Christian. Like, what do you say to these people who say that sort of thing? I would say... I love these people enough to tell them to go home. How about that? You're here. You broke the law. We, it's not loving to allow someone to break the law and let them step on your, on your, on your face and, and step on your country and do these kinds of things. I want to help these people, but it's not the government's job. That's, that's, that's all we're saying. It's not the government's job to force me to be charitable to somebody that's what you're getting is I'm less likely to want to help you if you're forcing it. Christ's is Christ is about voluntary love. Love isn't love if it's forced. Christ doesn't force us to accept him. But and you you could say that they weren't forcing faith leaders to take on people. They were just asking. They were pleading with They're the not, people. but they're using our taxpayer dollars to fund these people's housing. Mm. Like I said before, it's already government forced charity. And they've said that they would do it. So if you're gonna do it, then do it. Yeah. You can't play both sides of the of the aisle and say you want it to be private, and you also want the government to pay for it. How about you give us the money back? Let us figure it out if we want to. And the thing is, you you give out of the cheerfulness of your heart. No one's commanded to give. No one's forced to to tithe today. No one's forced. You yeah. should. We should be generous. I want it be generous and give love to these people and if someone came if one of them came to my door hungry asking asking for something i would give i would give it to them of course if it was them individually asking me but if the government's asking me to do it i have no obligation to to be the gov the government's agent in in giving out charity yep it's a power flow issue and I, i'm not going to i'm not going to capitulate with those kinds of things I want to do it out of out of the goodness of my heart, out of Christ in me. I want it to be Christ in me. I don't want it to be Caesar in me, in me giving out charity. Mm -hmm. I, I I love these people. I believe that the best thing for them is for them to hear the gospel and to have their souls 
in heaven for eternity. That's our number one goal as Christians. So don't, don't, I don't want, Caesar, don't tell me how to run my Christian life. Okay? Because you, you don't even understand it. So don't, don't tell me. Yeah, don't lecture me about morality when Maura Healy is for abortion. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you, you no, lost don't. all moral yeah. standing. Yeah. When don't. you, when you are for the slaughter of the, the unborn. Yeah. And you, and our, and, and our governor is in a, in a, is a married to a woman and yeah. is defiling herself before the Lord. And that's supposed to represent, like, and that's supposed to represent the state. Is, is a false marriage and someone who wants babies to be slaughtered in the womb? Like, no, no. I'm sorry. Like, no, no, that's not okay. And I'm not talking— And you might say, oh, yeah. you're, you're, you're homophobic. I'm not homophobic. It's sin. Sin is sin. And are, are, we should hold our elected officials accountable when they sin. Yeah. I don't—why? Now, are you, there is an argument to that our representatives represent the culture. And, yes, the culture in Massachusetts culture, yeah. is sick. The, ma- the, the Massachusetts culture— is evil, it's depraved, and we need a revival. But, man, and, 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 until we get there, we're going to have situations like what happened in Hyannis where we had veterans kicked out of uh, low-income housing so that it could uh, house illegal aliens. That is the moral state of our culture. Those, that right there, the fruit of left, is, is the fruit of leftist ideology. Right. When you kick out veterans who fought for this nation to then use their low-income housing to house illegal aliens. That right there shows you the priorities. Right, and I, and I do think there is some truth to what they're saying is, as the church, we have an obligation to do good to those who persecute you. So at the same time, as I will not, I will not receive lectures from Moore Healy about how, how moral I should be or from, or from liberals who have caused this issue telling me how to run my life but i will be radical in establishing justice and saying what justice looks like and that's why we're doing what we're doing right now and if if someone came to me personally and that would be what good is it if i don't even know the person i'm giving charity to if i'm just throwing money throwing money at the problem doesn't fix anything and that's another thing that i didn't even get into is the fact that why is it always money Mm. why is it always money that's going to fix all the problems if money was going to fix all the problems chicago would have the best schools in the world and they don't yeah. So that's the thing. Massachusetts it's, would have the best state in the country because we have so much money. Yeah. <laughs> and they're saying, oh, you're not being loving by not giving them money. And I'm like, why is that the standard for what is because you worship money? I don't worship money. Sorry. I worship, I worship Christ. I worship the God of the universe. Money isn't my currency of love. My currency of love is Christ's love. What love has any what greater love has anyone than this than to lay down his life for his, bro- his brother? If an illegal legal immigrant came to me and was being chased by a, I don't know what scenario I'm drawing up, but a grizzly bear. What I don't know. There's not grizzly bears here. Black bear. Whatever. I would give up my life to save them. That's mm-hmm. the command that I have. I don't have a command to solve every economic and political issue via money and be crapped on for not being charitable because I don't want to give my money to people who don't know how to use money properly. Shocker. Big That's shocker. another thing. How about... I know how to use my money better than you do, more Healy. Boom. I'm not yeah. giving... Like, that's unwise. Yeah. Be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. It's not wise to give your money to someone who doesn't know how to properly spend their money or budget properly or use a surplus properly. So, don't... Again, don't lecture me. 
yeah. on how to run my Christian life if you're not a Christian. Please yeah. and thank you. I love you, but don't don't do it. Yeah. So the issue in Massachusetts is very prevalent, but I think the the only other place where it's worse is New York City. Uh, we're going to react to a video uh, by Turning Point USA. Uh, this was created by Savannah Hernandez, a Turning Point USA contributor, and she broke down the largest migrant hotel in New York City. She was in talking about drunk kids, alcohol, and violence. So she, she's talking about a specific hotel in New York City. New York City, the thriving and fast-paced metropolis is currently in a state of emergency as over 60,000 illegal immigrants have made their way into the area. Mayor Eric Adams has recently declared that 50% of the hotels in the city are now filled with migrants. And for the first time, we're getting an exclusive look at what the inside of one of these hotels looks like. We sat down with whistleblower Carlos Arellano, who worked inside the Row NYC for the past seven months. This hotel, located one block from Times Square, previously rented rooms for $500 a night. Carlos shares it is now the largest migrant hotel in New York City. So in the hotel, we have close to 5,000 migrants. It hovers between 4,800 to 5,000. It's the biggest hotel out there that's housing migrants. They housed 5,000 people together in 28 floors. You have the NYC badge, so... 5,000 in one hotel. That is absurd. And what do you think these poor people that are coming in here thinking America is like this great amazing country that's like run so well everybody tells them that it's like oh it's the best go to america and they're coming here and like there's all these people and like there's crap on the streets and there's homeless yeah. people all around and they're like i mean i'm sure it's better than what they come from but it's like is this really the the paradise that i've been sold yeah you're a city employee correct yes i, I was a side administrator at the row hotel anything involving this hotel i was helping run it one of the first stops migrants make when they are bused in is the Port Authority bus station. It's at this station that they are first dropped off, assigned a hotel, and sent to locations such as the Row NYC. So when a migrant comes to the hotel, what does the process look like? They're taken to our intake center, which is, they just register their names, how many kids, and they give them rooms. With our medical team, is where they, they determine if they need certain vaccinations, which are usually turned down by the migrants. They don't want them. But a lot of the times they will have some kind of sickness to them. And that's when they're Ubered out to hospitals that work with the migrant hotels. Everything ranging from doctor's visits to medication is paid for for the migrants. I believe we have a document where car seats can also be provided for the migrants as well, correct? Yes, car seats, cribs for newborns. Uh, there's, I want to say, at least two to three babies a week being born at this hotel. On top of free medical care and transportation, Carlos also shares that the migrants receive laundry services, housekeeping, and three meals a day alongside their hotel rooms. Anything you can possibly think of, it's... This is like free college. They get like yeah, they have, they have the schedule. They have like three meals. Come on, three meals a day. It's like this is literally socialism. <laughs> this is a like this is like summer camp for illegal migrants. Yeah. Winter camp, I guess. It's winter right now. But like, what am I watching? Like, is this a, is this a country that like believes in the law or anything? Like, this is like a it's like a, it's a game almost. It's like it's like a collect the migrants game in the hotels. Like. What are we doing? These are real people. 
Like, what are we doing to them? We're like, we're acting like we just have like V bucks to friggin' <laughs> spend on on migrants. Like, we money. Oh well, actually, we do just print money. So I mean, it yeah, doesn't even yeah, matter. Like that. That's like what it, it's like. This, this ideology that's behind this is that, oh, we're just like in a video game world. We're in like a simulation. You know, it's like not even like let's like collect as many people as we can and as many like social credit points as we can to like make ourselves look good in real in reality like you have these real people who probably like are smart and realize that they can come here and get things for free yep and but no they're not gonna like tell their families to come or anything like that around 200 through 300 metro cards a day are given for free id services you know id nyc they have IDs from the city of New York. And what can they do with those IDs? Well, a lot of people in this hotel are working with that ID. Uh, aside from that, they're receiving, I've seen food stamps, cards arrive, a lot of services that are provided to them just for having this ID. And then my other question for you too is, how much does it cost per day to feed these migrants? So in our hotel, it's $383 for 5,000 people, and that's just for one day worth of meals. In January of this year, it was reported that Mayor Eric Adams signed a $275 million contract that would fund the migrants staying in hotels across the city for the next six months. A budget of around 50... <sighs> this is crony capitalism right here. The the hotels are probably making bank oh, on yeah. this. I mean, they're like, they're probably ecstatic. Oh, yeah. And that's what happens when you have, like... I'm a free market guy, but this is crony capitalism. This is like these people are up there in their offices in their suits. They don't they live in their nice penthouses and they probably don't see they drive they get driven in a limousine. They don't they don't see all the traffic that's ca caused by this. They don't see any of these the actual repercussions of these issues. And we're living in in a friggin' nineteen eighty four big brother. These people are, are better than us. These people are you know, let's just let the little the little people, you know. They can, you know, I guess they'll face the consequences, but we're rolling in our money. Stocks are, stocks are up, way up for our hotels, but, eh, I don't really, I mean, ugh, those people are just, dah, dirt. Like, you think that they really care about these these migrants, or do you think no. they just see them as a dollar, a dollar a sign? A dollar sign, that's all it is. It's, this is, in the, but this is charitable. <laughs> this is charitable, guys. Yeah, this is how charity works, enabling, enabling poor decisions. Yeah, enabling... You want to talk about making people rich? What I mean? Oh, our 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 hotels are going to be booked every day. Every day, awesome! I don't even have to like do any advertising or anything. And yet, the AOCs of the world would call this. This is like charity. paradise. This is this is socialism. Yeah, this yeah. is the utopia they wanted. Fifty-five thousand dollars per migrant. However, the city is running out of hotel rooms. With Adams stating that some hotels don't want to shelter migrants. Carlos provided us with an inside look at the row NYC that may give us some insight as to why. The migrants being in those hotels have destroyed them. There's a lot of alcohol in these rooms. Housekeeping is there all week. And they'll clean it and buy- This is literally college, dude. This is literally a <laughs> college dorm. Look at, they got Coronas and stuff in here. Like this is, they're partying it up. I can't oh even blame gosh. them. I can't even blame them. We're getting free lunch. We're getting free every, free college, baby. This is literally like, look at that. Tell me that doesn't look like a college dorm. <laughs> this is. Oh my gosh. Look at this is sad, it, it, but really it is like, well, this is not loving at all. And this is what they call. This is what the left calls charity. 
Yeah. This is not, this is the least charitable thing you can do to anybody is to enable them in their pigsty. Yeah. Like, this is so sad. By the end of the night, it's, it's, there's kids getting drunk together. There's people hooking up with each other. I even have seen reports of certain managers who are using this to get intimate with people. It seems like the the hotel is one big party. There's multiple guns in these rooms as well. The alarming thing is that this hotel is meant to be a family hotel. One situation that I'll never forget was I was on my lunch break and I was at Walgreens and while I was in line, I saw one of the migrants sticking alcohol into their children's backpack and they stick them in the children's backpack because they know we don't we wouldn't dare to check a, ch a child's backpack they do this kind of stuff these people are smart dude they know exactly what they can get away with or it's it's like a little child you tell them that they can get away with something and they'll 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 do it yeah i mean i'm not comparing these people to children but look at this i mean and this guy better i don't know this guy works for the hotel this I, guy, I think he's like a city employee. This guy might get Epstein, dude. I don't know how he's allowed to like say <laughs> say all this stuff. I mean, I guess maybe they don't care that it's public. And they know, they know too. Oh, stealing is also legal in New York City too, because you know we shouldn't prosecute people who don't steal things over you know like a thousand dollars. It's not that big of a deal. So you think that they know that? They probably do. They know no one's gonna. This is what happens when you don't have law. All the time, uh, whether it be drugs, whether it be alcohol, whether it be a gun. They stick it in the strollers, under the baby. During just our short time investigating the location outside of the hotel, we ourselves witnessed a migrant so drunk he could barely stand. But alcohol isn't the only issue at the Row NYC. Carlos shared incident reports and internal text messages detailing gunmen on the premises, children getting drunk, and migrants stealing from local businesses surrounding the hotel. You were actually showing me some text messages between a social worker about a drunk 10-year-old in this hotel. Can you talk to us about what happened there? Yeah, it was a drunk 10-year-old who was caught with a 14 and a 12-year-old, and all three of them were intoxicated. And when we looked them up in the system, the parents had checked out two days ago. So their parents just left them there? Yeah, the parents will leave the kids unattended in the hotel and they think it's okay to leave. So it's college and it's daycare. <laughs> I mean, this is so sad. Like this the government is... is enabling bad behavior. It's uh, that's it. That's it. It's a college and a daycare. I love that. That's such a good way to put it. But it, but it's like sad, and it's 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 kids that are yeah. they don't know any better. And here, in America, the the city on the hill is is allowing this to happen because this is what happens when you prop prop up immorality and you yeah. prop up an immoral immoral culture. <laughs> This is the same thing that would happen if you gave kids free college, is they would do the same thing. And you actually did provide us with a couple of incidents reports. Let's go ahead and go over some of them, uh, specifically the incident report where you have gunmen walking around the hotel. Uh, talk to me about that situation. We heard a security guard start yelling, uh, there's a gun on site, there's a gun on site. It was probably an upset person that we had kicked out of the hotel, and it sent the whole hotel into a panic. And this is an everyday thing. I myself have been assaulted. I've seen other people get assaulted. I've had threats saying, you know, we'll be waiting for you guys outside. 
there's been times where staff has had to be, you know, escorted to their cars, to their to their trains. Because the migrants are threatening them. Yeah. And, and why is that happening? Because they want to get away with doing whatever the hell they want to do inside the hotels. There's one incident. It was my very first week working in this hotel. And it was a husband who was beating up his wife. It was my job and others' jobs to separate them. The brother of the husband shows up and starts telling the wife, why would you report him? Now they're gonna kick him out of the hotel and deport him out of the country, which didn't happen. And then the brother rushes in I, and- he I think they should do that. <laughs> they probably should do that. That guy was on to something. <laughs> like even these people are like, Oh, you're gonna, we're gonna, they're gonna have, they have law and order in America, you know, you did a bad thing, they're gonna deport you. And then they didn't, and he's like, oh, well, I guess I can keep brutalizing my wife. Thanks, thanks, America, for not <laughs> administering justice. That was such oh a ridiculous God. statement. I, that's like, that's in a nutshell. Oh, they're gonna deport you, you know, you beat your wife. Nah, go for it. It's fine. We, we beat our wives too, you, you know, that's America. Boo, Fugazi, I don't care. Fugazi, Fugazi. Yes, Fugazi, we don't care. What a culture. The brother rushes in and hits the wife on the face as well. And as the hotel staff, what were you guys able to do with these two? The solution always is, oh, they're intoxicated, send them to the hospital to sober up, and then they come right back into the hotel. It's either the hospital, or it's either send them to Port Authority and let him... Get a, let the husband who's intoxicated get another hotel paid by the taxpayers of New York. Often at times there was migrants causing chaos with, with shoplifting. The one instant where I showed you that video, uh, aside from being caught shoplifting, they started getting physical. And a lot of the times it was, you know, go <laughs> calm the migrant down, get him inside the hotel. What is oh this? my gosh! He's just dancing with them. He's like, "Oh, miss me, miss me, miss me." <laughs> can we get these guys? These let's guys could be on a football team let's or something. Get these guys in a UFC cage, <laughs> dude. Let's make. Let's get some real. Call up Dana White, dude. Put him in it. Some put real him in capitalism in here. Let's let's make these people some money, dude. This is like, <laughs> this is a joke. This oh is absolutely a joke. Gosh, There's no awesome. way this is real. There's no way I just witnessed that. <laughs> like this is real life, right here. This is not. This is not a video game. This guy, is that a sign? What is Yeah, he, he threw, threw a at sign him? at him. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't have the Second Amendment. You gotta throw signs at each other. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then they, they go back and they, oh, put them in timeout, separate them. And then they go right back. And this is like, these people are living like... That guy was definitely intoxicated, by the way. There's no way, unless you're insane, there's no way you just do that. <laughs> but that was hilarious. <laughs> Can we just get like a full live stream of this like all day and just oh react? Oh my god! I mean, it's 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 hilarious, but it's it's sad. Like it's yeah. like this is what we're allowing in America. Yeah, like you have this to mock is... stupidity. That's that's what you have to do. Yeah. We also spoke to the manager of the store right next to Roe, who shared how the migrants have been affecting businesses in the area. So there was previously tourists staying in this hotel mm. and now it's migrants so you're not having the same amount of business coming through this area no same it's totally down less than 50 percent the down so uh, i'm not against i told you i'm not against them but i don't like to our business area take take them another area side of city or another place not the middle of the city 
we are facing problems. We are the business, with the, not only my store, all area business is down for this one. All of Only these. this area, 8 Avenue, 3, 4 area, their business. You can ask any people, they'll say no business is down here. On top of the violence, guns, and drug and alcohol abuse, Carlos shares that the infrastructure of the hotel is also starting to crumble. This hotel is pretty much collapsing. One thing that I saw was the maintenance requests. I mean, in these maintenance requests, it ranged from mold in the ceilings to mold in the walls to power outages in 10 rooms and one floor. The electrical infrastructure in this hotel is fried. Uh, we have everything from power outages to fires going off. The lobby ceiling, we've had that fall. And it's been flat out said by every agency in that hotel that they're just waiting for it to, to collapse. But the city does not want to start the process of getting them out because it's 5,000 people. So it's either going to start a riot or during the riot, it's going to collapse the hotel because they don't want to leave the hotel. They love the location. Who wouldn't love, you know, living free next to Times Square? A lot of the migrants told me they, they could see the ball drop from their window. The media has been reporting that one of the main reasons that migrants are overwhelming progressive cities is due to Republican governors such as Texas Governor Greg Abbott busing migrants into these cities. However, when asked if the migrants are happy to be in New York or if they even want to leave, this is what Carlos had to say. If they want to leave the city of New York, they're given a bus ticket, a train ticket, a plane ticket in that very moment. And who gives them that? The city of New York <laughs> is, is paying for it, and we are giving them that. They get tired of New York. Everything. Everything. They're paying for plane tickets. They're paying for them to leave the state. Like, I understand if, like, oh, we're paying for people to come here so then they can get jobs and work because we need the economy. They're paying for people to leave to go help other states. Logical. Oh, my gosh. I'm not that they're helping at all, but. They're yeah. complete. This is controlled demolition right here. That's. Like. Yes. This, that's what this is. Let's be honest. Like, there's no way. Again, you have to be mentally ill at best or demonically possessed at worst. Yeah. And I don't know. They're somewhere in between that spectrum. But this is, like. The, the self-serving, the worship of money, it's seeing a dollar sign. It's, it's just all money. They don't the care. The root of all evil is money. Yeah, and that's what you're saying. I mean, they don't care. The about love these, of money is the root of all They don't care evil. about these people. They they said if you can like they don't they can take it or leave it. There'll be another migrant to replace you. They literally yeah. do not care about these people, and I hope that there's a revival somehow in that hotel. That's their only hope. That mm -hmm. someone with a Bible walks in and says, hey, maybe, like, you know, this isn't life. Like, life isn't just drink and yourself to a, as much as you can live, like, live free. Like, this is not, this is not freedom. Yeah. This, this is, is slavery in that hotel. Yeah. You're, you're making people slaves. Open, if you want to talk about an open-air prison, like, the Pal Palestinians like to say, this is an open-air. Like, you're literally, you have no control of your actions. You're acting... Like, and this is the thing that only the Christian worldview can actually bring a correct. Because if we were just Republicans and we were just, you know, oh, look at these an animals. Like, they are acting like animals. But each one of those people is made in the image of God. And they're a, they're a person worthy of value and respect and dignity. And allowing them to live in these conditions and, in for and propping it up by with money 
is probably about the least loving thing you can do to this per this person. And it's like, that's what happens when you're devoid of God and you don't have proper ethics to build from. You get crap like this because this is the logical conclusion of everything the left has been pushing for the last hundred years or whatever since Marx died. They move on to the next city, Chicago, Philadelphia, Washington. They're, they're, they're traveling around. Would you say that the majority of them want to stay in New York or are they trying to go somewhere else? So they come to New York wanting to go somewhere else, but at the same time, they see everything that's being given to them and that they're in right next to Times Square. So they decide to stay and they don't want to leave. And their mindset is that this hotel situations are never going to close. And the city does nothing to tell them, hey, eventually the money runs out. When the money runs out, these hotels will close. Carlos has worked in U.S. Immigration Services for the past five years. That's the thing, too. What's, what's going to happen to these people when they run out of money? You're going to have riots. Five, that's 5,000 people. That's not an insignificant. If those 5,000 people started going crazy, and this is one hotel. You take them off. Like, it's like you, you give a, you're giving someone heroin over and over again, and you take them off. They're gonna they're gonna punch you in the throat. Yeah. Like, they're gonna they're gonna bite the hand that feeds them because they're not feeding th them anymore. Like that's what you're gonna get. This is like they're in for this is no, this is no small three hundred person little motel. This is a five five thousand people. Like, that's one hotel in New York City, and. You like, they're in for a rude awakening out there, and I think that they probably want it, and it's sad. And he's the same whistleblower who came forward last year when he was working for MVM Inc. and realized that migrant children were being handed off to unvetted adults throughout the U.S. He has also worked as a contractor under organizations such as Customs and Border Patrol and the Office of Refugee Resettlement. However, despite being in the industry for so long, he shares that this is one of the worst situations he's ever seen. I've never seen a situation as bad as this one, which is why I'm coming out. I'm not doing this anonymously anymore. I'm attaching my name, my face to this, because it's that bad. I've been doing this for five years, and in my five years, this has been the worst experience by far. The city of New York does not know what they're doing, and it's only going to get worse from here. Talk to the viewers as well about what coming forward with this type of story means for you. It's years of relationships, friendships that are going to be gone the minute this airs. But it's all worth it if I could do some kind of good. And that good is exposing how horrible the situation is in New York City regarding the migrants at the Royal Hotel. The city of New York should be ashamed of themselves for what they did, and this was a terrible decision to make, was this hotel. For the most part, there's no, there's no pressure, no rush, no, no urgency of fixing the situation. It's just keep paying for their hotel rooms, keep, came, keep paying for their food, and hoping the situation fixes itself, but it's not going to fix itself. When the day comes that they tell them either you you have to move to a new location, this this site is gonna close, the migrants are not gonna understand. 
Can we give this guy a round of applause? I mean, this is like, that's a man right there. Him. He might not look like the most manly person you've ever seen in your life, but... That takes, that, that takes a lot of guts. Yeah, you're giving it. He said, I'm giving up relationships. I'm giving up who knows what I'm giving up, but this is bigger than, than me. Yep. And you, you look at this and you say, someone has to go in there and clean this up. When you let things get this bad, you got to send the police in there. You well, New, York, send- New Yorkers have to actually vote these stupid uh, Democrat, leftist Democrats out of office and vote in people who are actually going to solve this issue. Yeah. You, you didn't have this. Well, Rudy Giuliani was mayor of New York. He, 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 he increased the police by so much that it brought cr- crime down like a ton, a ton. Big surprise. Big surprise. When you punish crimes, less people commit crimes. Oh, my really? God. So That's not what my psychology <laughs> professor told me. Yeah, lives in that little academic bubble there. So the, these are the effects on the homeland. We've talked about the fentanyl issue. We've talked about the issue of homelessness. Uh, I mean, we didn't even really get into the sex trafficking issue. There, there aren't a lot of um, statistics tying sex trafficking to uh, to the southern border crisis. But I mean, there are so there are. I mean, we talked about it on Monday. There was like over seventy thousand unaccompanied minors brought across that went across the border, and then they're sent off to different like uh, spots. Even these hotels all, all across the nation, Even and then there are hotels. unaccompanied minors in this in these hotels. Yeah. That are and this guy is exposing the fact that they're being sent all around the country, likely for sex work. All these, the sex slavery issue is, cannot be overlooked, and it needs to can you continue to be talked about. But you know, we discussed the issues of Massachusetts, and we just you know reacted to that video of New York. So the effects in the homeland are disastrous, and it's up to people who love America and love the Constitution and love what America was founded upon, the biblical principles principles that it was founded upon. It's up to those people to actually enact the um, fulfill the the lesser magistrate principle to live that principle out and to hold their not federal elect federal officials accountable sure do that every two six four years whatever but focus on the states get the your local. state get local get st- get into the states issues like because that's that those laws are going to affect you day to day figure that out that 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 is everyone's call this is action. why you can't vote every four years you have to be this is a local issue. This and you got to be New voting York with your money issue. every single day. You got to be voting with your money. Vote for businesses who aren't going to go to hotels who don't accept, like they're, they, who don't accept these bribe, essentially bribes from the government. It's like, oh, do you want to uh, line your pockets? Well, we're going to give you this insane government contract so we can house illegal aliens in there. Like, no, support those hotels that said no. We're not doing that. Yeah. Support those hotels. Like, vote with every day with your wallet, and then vote every two years, every four years, every six years. Senators, representatives, your president, your governor, everybody. You got to vote in those people who are going to fight for you and uh, wear a blindfold when they administer justice, because that is our, that is the job of our elected officials. And this is why, if if you're a Christian, you can't let these leftists tell you that. You're a fascist for wanting to legislate your morality or for wanting to like this is a moral issue right here. And this is at a local level. You can say it's immoral to let these people live in this hotel like this. It's a moral issue at its core. And you can't let leftists tell you that you're the crazy one for believing in a sky daddy and your your crazy religious beliefs. Like, no, look at this is the fruit of their belief beliefs. We need to say no hedonistic secularism. Yeah, we're not the crazy ones. We say we can say that this is wrong. Yeah. We can say that this is not loving. But atheism and agnosticism and any other belief that doesn't recognize the creator 
can't say that this is wrong. They have no grounds to to even oh well, well why not just eat drink and be merry. They have no they have no ability to say this is wrong. And we as Christians again need to stand up and say no. Christ's government brings the solution to this problem. It might not be the solution that is going to make everybody happy, but it's the best solution. And those are the solutions that Christ brings and offers to everybody. Yeah. It doesn't make me happy happy to not be able to do all the things that I want all the time, but it's what's best for me. And it's what brings me the most long-term fulfillment in my life because I know that there is a God. I My actions affect other people and that me doing whatever I want is not conducive to the human flourishing of everybody else. Mm-hmm. And that's the that why every other view is false. And Christians are not crazy for believing that there is a truth. Yeah. Defend the homeland, everybody. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Sons of Liberty podcast. At the end of the day, Christ is king. He is on the throne and he will win. Amen. My name is Sam Mealy. My name is Hunter Young. And we are the Sons of Liberty. <laughs>